Guys, what's up? I want to welcome you to this episode of the Time to Man Up podcast. Uh, If you are watching this, sorry if you're listening, you're out of luck, guys. But since we are moving toward the Christmas season, we're into December, I have got my Christmas llama sweater on. And, uh, you know, let me even stand up here. Give you guys the full look of that. But it is the llama Christmas sweater. We only break this out for special occasions. And uh, I'm even sitting back a little bit from the table. That way you guys can get the full effect of this amazing sweater. Can't remember where I got it. I think we were doing a church production. And uh, since we had had a number of uh, trips to Peru, I thought, what a great thing to get the llama Christmas sweater. But when I think about the Christmas holidays, it makes me think of one thing I want to talk about in this episode of the Time to Man Up podcast. And by the way, remember, if you are looking for uh, special gifts for that guy in your life, uh, you can get on www.time2manup.com. And also, and this is just another thing that we're working on, but uh, we have a, another business called Hessence Candle, and we have a candle on there that you can order. And check this out. It's called Slapshot because my family, we were a hockey family. Both boys played hockey. Uh, our daughter was every, at every hockey game with us. So we were a hockey family. Ironic that we all live now down in Florida. But uh, we have a scent on there called Slapshot, and uh, that's just in memory of our years with hockey, and it smells like the black ice uh, scents that you hang on the, the in your car, uh, the black ice. It is unbelievable. So if you're looking for a gift for that guy or guys, if you got a friend that, that you know loves that, that air freshener for the cars, we have a candle called uh, Slapshot, and it's black ice, and uh, it is amazing. It is the man scent of all man scents, and so you can get online at HessenceCandle.com and check that out. But again, we want to move on to looking at the importance of being content. Guys, have you ever struggled with being content? Of course you have. I mean, that's one of those questions that when you ask it, you already know the answer, Because at some point in every man's life, we struggle with being content. Uh, Perhaps you have even found yourself discontent. You know, it's one thing to struggle with being content, but you can still stay on the road to contentment. But there are just some times that in your life, you are discontent. Guys, that may be discontentment with your job. It could be discontentment with you just do not like where you are working. You don't like the people that you're working with and you are just discontent with your job. And there are times when I talk to men who want to leave their job and there's this struggle with, would God want you to move, go to another job, or would he want you to stay, endure for what he's doing where you work? And that is always difficult. There is one struggle that we have when battling through life is, is it an attack of Satan 
or is it God moving us in another direction or uh, working on us to build our faith stronger? And when things like job problems happen, that's what we wrestle with. When I left the ministry uh, after 32 years, the question was, uh, is it something that I need to fight through that I need to keep going or is it time to step away? And after a lot of prayer and discussion with my wife, we were like, you know what? This is not a healthy situation for my mental health and I needed to get out. And kind of sad when you have to say that right about your job in the church wasn't good for your mental health, but it was time for me to step away from that. Uh, sometimes our discontentedness comes with our finances. We become discontent with our finances, whether that's how much we have in our checkbook or whatever, we become discontent. Maybe you're discontent with your neighbor. That's one thing when we moved down to Florida, God blessed us with a lot of really good neighbors. And guys, that's amazing. And even up in Ohio, we had good neighbors uh, that is a blessing because it's not always like that. And so sometimes you become discontent with uh, your neighbor. Uh, perhaps some of you men are discontent in your marriage. Or maybe you're single and you're just discontented because you're single. You would love to be married and you find yourself discontented because God hasn't brought that right person into your life. And so we have to think through what are those areas where we have become discontent, right? Where we have failed to claim contentment through God, through Jesus Christ, and we have become discontent. Maybe, just maybe there's some of you that have become discontent with all of your life. It seems like everything goes wrong. It seems like everything is upside down. And if anything can bring it out, it's holidays like Christmas. When families are getting together, when all of their base celebrating, everybody seems happy. They act happy. Not always are they happy. But when we look at that, sometimes we're just hiding our discontentment. But when you are discontent and the holidays hit, it can be very difficult. But you need to understand that the path of discontentment can often lead back to our failure to be content. Now get this, guys. It can often lead back to our failure to be content with God and what he has for us. We don't like where God has us. And so we become discontent with it. And like we said, Christmas is not only a time that brings out discontentment, that reveals our discontentment, but it is also a great opportunity for us to consider how content we really are. The Apostle Paul understood the importance of being content. I mean, he had worked through this. He had learned lessons, hard lessons. And he had gotten to a point where he had a firm grasp on what it looked like to be content. You see, you need to understand that the enemy, that Satan, uses our discontentment as a weapon. Being discontent can cause us to question God. We wonder, does he really care about us? 
we wonder, and I, and I tell people often, this is if I wrote a book, it would be called, Do You Really Know What You Are Doing, God? Because sometimes, I know the answer to that is yes, he knows what he's doing. But sometimes in life, it feels like God really doesn't know what he's doing. And those can be frustrating times in life. And I know that I'm not the only one that has at some point in life felt that. But God truly knows what is best for us, for our family, for our marriage, in our jobs, in our finances. God knows what's best. But the enemy loves to bring contestant. The enemy loves to bring discontentment, say that one really fast, right, to our lives, especially at Christmas, because Christmas is a great opportunity for us to not be content. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, Paul says this, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. In whatever situation, Paul had learned that no matter what the situation, whether good or bad, he had learned the importance of being content. And so when you are at work and you get that bonus check, you need to learn to be content in that. But also when God decides to move you on to another job or to another situation or you don't get that promotion at work that you wanted, you need to learn to be content. And I love that he says, I have learned. It's something, men, that we have to learn to be content. It doesn't just come natural to most people. And then in 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 through 8, he says this, but godliness following God, being who God has called you to be with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, right? The basic essentials, food and clothing, with these we will be content. So then that makes me wonder, men, how many are you of you are content with the car you drive? How many of you are content with the house that you live in, with the wife that you are married to, or if you're dating in a relationship, the girl that you are dating, or if you are single and not dating with your singleness? How many of you are content with that? What Paul says to Timothy is this: If you have food, and you have clothing, you have enough to be content. Now, I remember when I was young, and I mean, guys, this goes back to the uh, like uh, the Converse, right? Remember the original Converse tennis shoes, the high tops? I mean, when they came back and people wore like those as like cool fashion statements, back when I wore them, it was like basketball shoes. That's what you wore them for. And everybody had them. And then I can't remember. I feel it was New Balance, but I'm I'm not sure if I'm right on that. But somebody came out with, and I don't know if it was pleather or leather or what it really was, but they were like Cadillac looking high tops. 
and everybody started to get those. Well, my dad was a teacher. My mom stayed home with us, so we didn't have a lot of extra funds, and uh, they had probably spent money to get my original tennis shoes, and you couldn't just go and get another pair of tennis shoes. And I remember seeing everybody get those new tennis shoes, and here's what I can tell you. I never felt like, oh, I need those. I need those cool shoes that everyone has. I just was never one that got into having the the special clothes, you know, like it had to be like name brand. And so what we have to ask ourselves is what are the areas of life that we struggle with contentment? Because what I struggle with is maybe not going to be the same area that you struggle because maybe you're that person that you've got to have a certain brand of clothes uh, or, or you're not going to be content with it. Uh, but maybe it's a big house. Maybe it's a fancy car to drive, a big truck, whatever it is. You know, I always told people that if I drove a truck, I would look so unnatural in a truck. I'm just not a truck guy. And it would be like, what thing in this picture does not belong? And it would be me sitting in a truck. And, uh, but my struggle with contentment had nothing to do with possessions, whether needing the, the coolest shoes or whatever it was. And, and I just, I never needed that. Now I will admit that as a soccer player, I feel deprived that I grew up in a generation that just had black shoes because we just had black soccer shoes and there were some different styles, but it was black. Now with all the colors of of soccer shoes. I mean, I remember for church softball, I bought this bright pair of blue cleats uh, and they weren't expensive. They were at some discount store, but they were bright blue. And I'm like, yes, finally, I get to wear some of these flashy colors. I mean, I just love that stuff. But when we look at contentment, my greatest struggle for contentment, uh, it happens when I feel that God has failed to bring justice, when it feels like bad people get away with things, or even, let me just say this, when Christians get away with things, uh, I have a hard time being content with that. When people get away with sinful things and they seemingly prosper while I do the right thing and everything seems to go wrong. I don't get that. And I'm guessing that I'm not the only one that has been there. But when, when you know the truth of something, but because you are trying to live in integrity and you do not reveal truth, but uh, someone gets away with that, it's hard and you wonder, God, you know the truth. Why are you allowing this to happen? And what we have to understand is that the enemy wants us to not be content because that gets us off track. That keeps us from staying focused on what God has for us. I tell people all the time, personality-wise, I'm a Peter. I'm a Peter. I run in and I chop off ears and God reprimands me and I have to say sorry. 
I do that. It's all in the name of doing what God wants, but I fail in that area sometimes, and it probably scares people to death too because I'm just like, let's take the hill. I don't care what's in front of us. I don't care how big the enemy is. Let's take the hill. Uh, But another person that I relate with, as you know through a couple of the previous episodes of Time to Man Up podcast, is Joseph because it feels like Everything that Joseph did, he wasn't doing anything wrong or poor spirit, but he always got the bad end of it, right? I mean, he got thrown in a pit. He got sold into slavery. He got thrown into jail, falsely accused. I mean, all this junk is going on, but I think the only reason I still have hope is because of Joseph and how the story ended. Because Joseph continued to rise into favor and then have issues go on. But it gives us hope because we know how that story ends. And so for me, guys, the Bible tells us that God's ways are not our ways. But it's still difficult. I mean, again, remember, Paul had to learn to be content. It's not something that comes natural in every area of your life. For some of you, you can be content in in areas. Maybe it's you don't need that fancy car. You're fine driving whatever car you have. I'm not going to diss on any cars because if I would diss on any cars, they're probably ones that I've had before. Uh, But uh, you're not, you're not, you don't have to have the big house, whatever it is. But there are likely areas of your life where you are struggling to be content. And Paul says you have to learn to be content. So it doesn't come natural. It's something we have to learn. And so I have to remind myself of this verse over the last couple of years, uh, leaving a church that I pastored for 14 years, selling our home that we loved, moving to Florida, leaving a job that I was kind of at the top of earning ability in the position I was in. And after 32 years of ministry, you kind of like start at ground zero. And that's craziness. And then I decided to start two businesses. And uh, oh my goodness, I was told how hard it was to start one. And I tried to start two and I had no idea what I was doing. But here's the thing. God has never once asked me what I think when it comes to the events and outcomes in my life. He never says to me, hey, Sean, listen, I thought I would make it hard on you for a few years. Is that okay with you? Or I thought I would, you know, that person that they really messed with your life, they messed you up. And you know what? After all that work you put into it, they're just going to leave the church. Or, hey, you've got some really good ideas for them but they're going to ignore that because their heart is hardened and they're not listening. And those are things that God never said. Hey, is that okay with you? Listen, what I know is this. I don't know what's best, but what I know is that God knows what's best for me. God knows what's best for my family. He he knows where I need to be and what I need to be doing And he is going to get me there. And sometimes maybe he gets you where you need to be going through a promotion. But sometimes he gets you where you need to be going through difficult times. All I hope is this, men. I hope I never take the path that Jonah took, right? God calls him to Nineveh and he's running from him. And that did not go very well with him. So when I think of contentment, would I like to have a nicer car? 
Yeah, I would. Would I like to have more money in my bank account? You bet I would. I mean, the closer I get to retirement, that's something that I think about. Would I like to see Time to Man Up and Hessence get off the ground, my two businesses that I started? Yeah, I would. I would love to see that. I would love to be going out and teaching the word of God to men's group all over the place. I would love that. Would I like for churches to be using the Time to Man Up curriculum? Yeah, because I think it would benefit churches. It would benefit their men's group and even maybe help them develop a structure for men's ministry that would be helpful, conducive to reaching men. But in order to be content, guys, I've had to learn to trust God to deal with those who have done wrong. That's the only way that you can put your hand to the plow and stop looking back. The life we live is not our own. God bought us with a price through Jesus Christ. And now we live according to his purposes, not ours. Now remember, Paul had a lot to say when it came to contentment. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses, verse 10, he says, For the sake of Christ, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. He says, For Christ's sake, if God is going to use this, for Christ's sake, for the purpose of reaching people, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and even calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul understood that even in our weakness, God can use us. So men, what I want you to do is this. Take some time this Christmas to evaluate how content you are and be honest with yourself. If there are areas where you lack contentment, take the steps necessary to bring change that leads to contentment. Listen, if you are not content in your marriage, men, you've got to take steps. And I will tell you this, one of the best steps that you can take, men, if you are struggling with contentment in any area of life, is find somebody who does it well and ask them to hold you accountable. Ask them to show you how to be content. Listen, if you can conquer it, if you can become content, then you are better able to help other people, other men to be content. Men, we need to get to a place, the place that Paul was when he was able to say, I am content no matter the situation. And men, it is not easy. The enemy is going to do everything he can to keep you from being content but you can do it. God has placed men in your life who can help you win the battle for contentment. And men, you can be that man in another man's life that helps them win the same battle of contentment. So guys, this Christmas, step back from all the craziness 
from all the shopping and all the everything going on, just step back and say, God, show me, is there an area in my life where I have failed to be content? And then figure out steps that can help you be more content in those areas. And then take opportunities to help other men be content no matter what their situation is in life. Because guys, if we can get to a place where our situation does not determine our contentment, but our contentment is found in Jesus Christ, and therefore, whatever situation comes our way, we can be content. Men, it's time. It's time to man up. Have a great day. And listen, get that shopping done. You don't have many days left before Christmas. Take care, guys.